Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. In our very first question and answer episode, we are going to be answering all of your questions that you guys have asked us over the past year, maybe? I don't know. Whatever ones that we kind of found in our uh, inbox and the ones that you guys sent us uh, when we asked you a few episodes ago. So a classic Q&A. We had some good questions since the beginning of time that we're also going to, we've already answered to that person, but now we're going to answer for all of you because maybe maybe it's some relevant information for you guys and gals. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. And here we are. This is episode 52. 52. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, We're going to start off, like always, with a few shout outs here and there. The first one uh, is a shout out to the Ashley Chan on Instagram, who sent us one of, like, honestly, one of the sweetest messages that we've ever received. Uh, She talked about how we, quote, brought light to the darkness of days. Assuming she, uh, meaning uh, Corona times and lockdown mm. and everything. Light, light to the darkest of days. Darkest of days, sorry. And also thank you to Aiko, who also wrote us a very heartfelt letter. Uh, we, really, we really appreciate these yeah. things. Like we, we um, sometimes don't feel like we deserve any of that. Those praise. That yeah. praise, but uh, it's, it's really, it's really some, sweet. Some beautiful messages. And the thing is like, we, we get so many, like we can't mention you all uh so just thank you to everyone else who of course sent messages in the past week it's yes it's awesome always and a a shout out to jay harsh for the lovely five star review uh you know we're honestly so glad you're enjoying the show you know and good luck with everything hopefully eventually you'll get yourself into germany uh but yeah really just you said some beautiful things about us thanks so much man yeah we we, we do get a lot of messages or a woman. Or a woman. Not, not, not entirely sure. We, we do get a lot of messages and uh, reviews saying that um, the podcast helps people wanting to move. So it seems like we do have a lot of listeners who are planning to move to Germany or to Berlin. And uh, hopefully we've been helpful in, in your search and your research of how, of how to do that move. Um, so I hope that those people who are planning to, for all of you, I hope that it works out eventually. Um, Absolutely. Because right now yeah. it's obviously really difficult. If you listen to our last episode, I think it was very clear how difficult it can be during this uh, lockdown times. So, yeah, good luck to everyone who's trying to make that transition to wherever you may be moving and wherever your future holds. Yeah. And in some more serious news now, police in Berlin are currently requesting information to anyone who might have witnessed the murder of a 17-year-old teenager at Hasenheide Park. Now, violence at the park has been rising in recent weeks with instances of people being viciously attacked by unknown groups uh, of assailants. The park is known to be home to several drug dealers. However, the police at this time are not certain if the attacks are related. Uh, The fatal attack occurred in the bushes near the dog playing area on January 23rd. So if you were in Hasenheide Park on this day and you saw anything, please contact uh, the homicide division in Berlin at the phone number 030-4664-911-333. Yeah, that's kind of uh, scary. scary. That, 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 that's right near where I live. Um, so yeah, I so, don't like hearing that Hasanaida is a park that I go to very very often in, in the summer. It's a beautiful place. Um, but I would recommend really bizarre. Uh, now to maybe choose a different park until things get kind of squared away and they figure out who's, who's doing these like horrible yeah, things. Yeah, 100%. But in, in, in lighter news, um, the number of corona cases in Germany has been on the downward trend Yes, since most of the recent lockdown came into effect, meaning since um, no. mid-January. No, no, beginning of January. <laughs> November, you mean? December. When, when did it start? 
the lockdown happened in November as lockdown light, and then it became the f- harsher in December. In December, yeah, yeah. Now it's starting to go down. Now we're down to around ten thousand cases a day. Ten, we, ten to fifteen. Ten to fifteen. Yeah. We were at the peak, forty thousand a day, new cases. So uh, yeah. happy to see that happen. Hopefully by summer we'll get it way down. Vaccine comes, and um, we'll, we'll be back to as normal as we possibly can get in the near-ish future. Yeah, I'm trying not to be too optimistic so we're not let down, you yes. know, because we all said, oh, it's going to be all over by fall and saw what happened there. So, exactly. Uh, but yeah, fingers are crossed. Things are looking good. It seems like there are results happening yes. now. Yes. So uh, hopefully this will be, we'll be able to do something this summer, but we don't know. We don't Let's know. Let's see. Yeah, and then uh, before we get started, another special thanks to everyone who did send us in questions for this episode. Um, yeah, and thank you. We're, yeah. And we're going to get started answering these questions. We have not... Pretty much what we did, we answered some of these questions already um, to the people who sent them, and some of them we didn't. We said we'll answer them on the air. Yeah, I think uh, maybe 75, 80% of them we have not answered yet. Right. So, uh, and we haven't even prepared for them, so we kind of took the questions, wrote them down, and we're going to answer them right now. And we're going to be honest with you. If there's a question we don't know the answer to, we're just going to say that. Uh, we're, we're not going to go Google anything for you or anything like that. We're just going to, the questions that we have information for, we're going to, we'll do what we can. Yeah, yeah we're going to do what we can. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see how this goes. There's a part one, maybe a part two, hopefully. We'll see. Yeah. And, and again, you know, be sure to check us out on all the social medias. We're, we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook. We have a website. It's agdwpodcast.com. For everything else, just go to the website. We have the links You'll on the almost every page. Check us out. Uh, give us a review if you feel like it. And if not, then that's all. That's, that's okay, also too. okay. Yeah. yeah. Don't really mind either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's been nice recently. We've, we've had. This has been the snowiest winter I think we've had in Berlin. And since by snowiest winter, we mean it snowed one day and the snow stuck on the ground for... It's not like three or four days. Yeah, but this is the first time it snowed and the snow stayed on the ground, but it didn't snow for three days. It just snowed one day. Right. So, so. Yeah, like a few days ago, it snowed and it was only nice on the ground. And then today, of course, it was seven degrees and raining. So now all the snow is gone. Mm-hmm. But it was it was beautiful. A little winter wonderland for a bit this Saturday. Went for a little walk. It was yeah. lovely. Yeah, it was great. I mean, just walking around. And it was actually a proper... I don't know, 15 centimeters of snow, yeah, which was, I mean, a lot of you in, in real winter climates are probably laughing at that, but yeah, but for, for us to have snow that sticks in the ground and, and you can actually do something with it, you know, you can like make a snowman or it's, that's like blows our minds. So. There were snowmen everywhere yeah, and probably snow women as well. I saw some snow dogs. Yeah. I made a businessman. He had a tie. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'll throw a picture on the uh, the Insta. We'll see. Put it put on that gram. Or, or, or I'll put it on the extras, actually. The extras page on the Ooh, website. The extra page. There you go. People want to see your business snowman. <laughs> they don't, but okay. It's not that good. I saw it. Aw. <laughs> Sorry, man. Hey, where's your business snowman? <laughs> Fair enough. I don't have a business snowman. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know what is? Alex, actually, let's do it old school. Alex, what do we got today? What do we got today? Um, today we have a Japanese whiskey. Mm, I've been always love the Japanese whiskey. That's the thing we were discussing what kind of whiskey, whiskey we wanted to get this week. And I said, um, we haven't had Japanese in a long time. Yeah. We found this one called Enzo. I think I'm saying that correctly. It just says Enzo Japanese whiskey, 40% alcohol. And that's kind of all it says. I think Um, it says the pot still Japanese whiskey, pot still Japanese whiskey. Okay. Describe this bottle, man. It's, it's a beautiful bottle. The, the label is super, super dark. And the color of the whiskey is actually pretty dark, too. It looks really mm. nice. And it has, like, this paper on the top held together by, like, a little like a paper, paper hat, like, around the top of the... Yeah. yeah. We're going to have to de-paper it. On the paper, it says... 
excuse the sound. It says Enzo, and then the characters, the Japanese characters, is a Japanese word for circle and drawing, and Enzo is supposed to evoke power and enlightenment. Mm. And that's why the logo is a red circle, right? The logo is a red circle, yeah. yeah. So I hope we get enlightened. So let me pop off this uh, paper. And unfortunately, we don't have a pop top. We have a twisty. Ah, that's a shame. Yeah, but here's what it is. Let's see how good the twist sound is. Hmm. Okay, crack the knuckle Crack- while doing crackly. <laughs> there was a mixture of cracking of that and a crackle on my knuckle. Oh, and I broke the thingy. Oh. Okay, there we go, Jeff. Uh, give me your glass, please. There she is. Whoa, there, Tony Danza. Come on. Oh, I keep doing it. I promise I'm pouring at a weird angle. So there you go. I just I have just as much as you do. Okay, okay excellent. Okay. Yeah, it's even a beautiful bottle without the paper on it too. So. Let's give it a sniff. Let's give it a little snifferoo. Not actually smelling much. It's, it's not a super strong there's like smell. A, there's no aromas going on, really. It's a very light smell. It's a very... It, well, we don't know what, what it's going to... Maybe, maybe it tastes... Mm. We'll see. Cheers. Cheers. Nice. Oh, it's got a lot more flavor than it does smell. Mm-hmm. A very full flavor. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. But again, we've never been let down by a Japanese whiskey yet. No. Like, they take their whiskey... Seriously. The Japanese, I always assume, is going to be a good whiskey. It's kind of like, actually, I was going to say it's kind of like getting a scotch, but we've also had a lot of bad scotch, so. Yeah, but, you know, but the four Japanese whiskeys we've had are we're all, like, home runs so far. It's very good. We're now going to jump on in to the Q&A. You gave us Qs. We have some As. Hopefully. Let's A this. Let's A it. Um, start first one off with this uh, Anna from Colorado. Mm-hmm. She asked, she said, I'm wondering, this is all, I'm going to quote when I, when I read these um, these questions. These are direct quotes from the questions. Mm, so. I think they would have figured that out. Well, you know. I'm wondering if it's realistic to have a job when I don't speak the language, especially a job like being a nurse. Are there any decent jobs I could do as an English speaker? And I've heard I could work at an American air base as a nurse. I realize this is a pretty niche question, but I might as well ask. Um, I, I would say if, if that's your profession, a nurse. Yeah. The only place you could work as a nurse just speaking English would be an American air base. I, I would assume so. I, th- I think yeah. you, ha- you have to know German as a, as a nurse. Yeah, at, at anywhere else at a, f- a family medical practice or a hospital, I think you absolutely would need to be fluent and 100% fluent in German. Yeah. So I think, yeah, if you want to be a nurse, the, an American air base would be really the only place you could do that. I mean, um, exactly. And, and, and the, fir- the first sentence was, How realistic is it? To have a job when I don't speak the language, generally it's it's very realistic. You can do that. Sure. Um, I mean, look, you, we do it. Yeah, we do um, it. So but. there are only a certain amount of jobs you can do, uh, at least contract jobs, to get a visa, and a lot of them have to do with it's a, it's more lenient now, but a lot of them have to do with uh, you you ha- you have that job because you're a native English speaker. Yeah, they need native English speakers. You know, right. like um, you know, there's companies they need they need. Um, people to be on the customer support lines. I need somebody to do the the English customer support. Right. So now you are in need, that sort of a thing. But um, if it's not a case where they specifically need a native English speaker, most likely that job's going to go to a German. It's going to go to a German or at least yeah. a European. Um, and that's, that's a hard thing too, especially is, uh, I mean, before Brexit, I don't know what it's like now, but a lot of times it was more difficult for uh, like Americans or Canadians or other English speaking countries to find people from those countries to find a job because if they could find someone from the UK, they didn't get a visa and it was a lot easier and then they could just work at that yeah. job. And so, they literally could just, can you be here in two hours? You know, they could pop over like two it, hour flight. You know? Exactly. So yeah, it, it is realistic, but you got to find 
that niche job for you. Yeah. But I, yeah, I would say as a nurse, oh yeah, only at American Air Force bases or I something have like to that. Assume. Yeah. yeah. So um, sorry about that. Yeah. Next question, Jeff. Um, this next one, actually, we got two people who asked very similar questions. So we had MG Rotsk and mm-hmm. Roxanne Creative. Uh, the first one, uh, MG Rotsk asked, uh, what's your favorite German snack slash junk food you buy at a grocery store? And Roxanne Creative asked, any favorite items in the grocery store specific to Berlin, Germany, that you would recommend to people try? So that's kind of this basically yeah. the same thing. So uh, what what first comes to mind? This um, is kind of a hard question because whatever we buy, it's now like it's mon- super normal. Mon- mundane for us. So it's like... I, I, got, I got a few. Um, one, I would say I'm a huge fan of gummies, like gummy bears and gummy candies. Which in Germany are everywhere. Which are everywhere because they have Haribo. And the, I mean, Haribo's in the States too, usually only the gummy bears. But it's incredible. There probably has to be like 4,000 different types of Haribo they have here. Mm. So gummy snacks for sure. And also another brand called Katjes, which are also gummy snacks, but they're all vegan. Oh, and oh yeah. they're super, super delicious. And I usually choose those over Haribo now because they're, they're so good and a good consistency as well. Love nice. the gummies. Another one I would say is um, it's kind of like a trashy food, but it's good when, it, when you're on like a road trip where you kind of just have like a little bit of a hunger. Um, and that would be beefy, B-I-F-I. And these are pretty much pre-wrapped um, salami that is in like a bread. And it's, it's like a package. It's like a corn dog, like, or it looks like a corn dog. It kind of looks like a corn dog. Yeah. And they cost like, I don't know, a euro 50. And they're, you guys have big ones too. Um, I, I, I know they're super disgusting, but I love them. Yeah. I'm all, yeah. And all, all I can think of is there's these cookies. They're called like, uh, I think they're called Prince and Roller. Oh, yeah. Which, how to describe it? It's kind of like if you took an Oreo, reversed it, made it huge, and uh, the cookie part is the a light brown, and the inside is the is like a darker chocolate, and um, and the cookie part is less crumbly. It's so crumbly, but it's not as like it's not as powdery. Oreo powdery, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's hard to describe. But um, they are actually not common in the U.S. at all, and. And my dad loves them, and if and so much that every time I go back to the US, I have I literally bring five rolls of these for him. Oh yeah, because he can't find them in California anywhere, and on Amazon, it's like twelve euro for one roll, which is we're a supermarket here. It's like ninety nine cents. You know what I mean? So of course, uh, another big one, especially in Berlin, is Club Mata. Mm, yeah, I hate I hate Club Mata though. You hate? I love yeah. it. I, in the summer, uh, so Club Mata. I think I've talked about it like an episode three or something like that um club mata is this it's like it's it's, it's a glass bottle and it's like mate tea mm. um, but it's carbonated and it's like filled with caffeine but it's not a soda and it's not like a monster or a red bull it's like a it's like a tea it's more natural yeah but just filled with caffeine i think it tastes like piss though yeah, yeah. i mean it, that's kind of stereotype a lot either, of people either love it or you hate it i think you love it or you hate it and usually you'll hate your first bottle and then if kind of like just like kind of chug through, then you'll love it. Like my first bottle, I didn't like at all. But then I just kept drinking it because it's kind of like yeah. when I first moved, it's like it's the Berliner thing to do. So I just drink it all the time. And now I love it. And it's great also if you put, you drink like the, you go to a bar and you order that and you kind of drink the neck down to fill it up with vodka or with gin for you. And it's also really good too. Oh, nice. Yeah. I love Club Matza. I'm more of a Bionada guy. I love oh, a Bionada, good, yeah. And I think it's probably a European. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. But I think it's probably a European wide, not just Germany. Mm, but it's, probably. It's, it's like a. It's a, it's like a, it's a cola, but the flavors are like Halunder and uh, yeah. Ingver, or uh, what's that in English? Uh, Ingver is, 
um, ginger. ginger or, you know, it's like not your class. And it also has half the amount of sugar that a normal cola has. Right. So, so it's like a healthier cola, which much with much more interesting natural flavors. Uh, and in that vein also, um, what's it called? Uh, Fritz, Fritz Cola. Yeah, that's a very, that's like a purely German yeah, cola. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a soda brand made in uh, Hamburg and it's also super delicious. Yeah. And I, and beyond that, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that I just can't think of right now. Cheese, um, all different types of cheese. Yeah. That, and of course there's a million German only beers that, yeah. that we could recommend, but you uh, asked uh, junk food. So yeah. true junk food. I'll, I'll just say like, I feel like I never had cheese until I moved uh, to Europe. Mm. The cheese there is just ridiculous and maybe, there's so many options and it's so good. Maybe you just weren't living right back in Rhode Island. The, the cheese they have in the States, it's illegal in the States. Unpasteurized cheese, you, you literally cannot buy in the States. Yeah, but I'd smuggle it in my suitcase. Well, okay. <laughs> um, moving on. So to talking out of my ass. I've, n- I've never done that. Stupid. Uh, the, the, the next um, question is by Neurotic Princess. I love that name. Mm. Uh, my boyfriend and I are planning to apply to grad school in Berlin by next year. Mm-hmm. One of my biggest concerns is applying for apartments before moving there. Is it even possible to do that? And do you guys know anyone that applied to apartments before they moved and got approved? Um, just like off the bat, I would say no, that this is not something that is going to happen. Uh, like it, rarely, rarely. Well, because things she's talking about getting approved for a proper apartment with a contract and everything. I mean, for, possibly for, oh, a, yeah. for a sublet. But even if the sublet would be rare, but actually a, pro- a proper apartment where it's your pro- apartment and your name's on the lease, I would say there's a hundred percent chance that's never going to happen. That they'll never rent to somebody they haven't met personally, and that doesn't yeah. have all the thing is you, there's certain documents you need that you will not have still living in the states. You won't have a Schufa, which is the German credit report. Yep. You won't have all the basic documents that you need yet because and, you have and, not. Us- and usually you have to go visit the apartment as well. You meet the people, and um, they want to meet you, and they want to meet you as yeah. well. So I think, yeah, like Jeff said, finding a proper apartment, probably not. Finding a flat share, it's definitely more, way more possible. It's still rare because normal people, they want to meet their potential roommate in person. They don't, you know, and, and there's, and the, the problem is there's just so many people already in Germany willing right. to take that apartment. Right. Um, and I think if you, as we've mentioned, usually when you do that, when you get an apartment, when you're out of town, it's usually leads to bad things. It's usually like a scam or... It, you end up having the bad end of the deal. Um, when I first moved to Vienna, Austria, before I moved to Germany, I wanted to secure an apartment before I left. So I went and was able to find these two guys who said I could move into their flat, whatever. But then I asked for, oh, can I? Can you guys send me over a contract? And they said, oh, we're not, nope. al- we're not allowed to because technically we're only allowed to have two people in the apartment, not three, mm-hmm. even though they had a third extra room. Um, so we'll have to fly you under the radar. Long story short, they ended up screwing me, keeping my uh, deposit, and oh, um, taking money from me, and and when the day came, they just said, "What are you gonna do about it? Go to the police. You don't have a contract. What are, you have no, no proof that you gave us any money." And I was like, "Oh wow, you just screwed me, but in a very nice way. <laughs> like, I, I mean, nice as in they covered all their bases. They they knew that because there was n- I wasn't on the books that I could do, do nothing about it. Basically, yeah, that sucks. So I would say for for your peace of mind, I also would not." Book a place. Uh, you know, we've said. I think we've said this several times before. Yes. Move to move to Germany. Get an Airbnb, something temporary for the first two months, and during those first two months, then look around for your more longer term yep. apartment. And neurotic princess also asks: Is it difficult to bring your pets along overseas? Hmm. Um, 
Is it going to make it more difficult to find an apartment? Do you mm. know anyone who brought their pets? Uh, we do know a few people who brought their pets. Um, I, I don't think it's crazy difficult. I know you have to get like a pet passport, I think, and like the shots that they need. Uh, there's like a bunch of documentation, but I know it, I don't think it's super complicated to do. Yeah, I know you have. Yeah, you have to get the shots, and the shots can't be more than a year old. And also, um, Germany requires all dogs, cats, whatever, to have the microchip. So you have to get that beforehand as well. Oh, true. Yes. Um, but yeah, like unlike some countries, you don't have to because some countries really, if you move, you have to put your pet in quarantine for like months. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is Germany. Yep. If you're if you can prove all the vaccination stuff, you're fine. You just have to. I think you have to get it all translated professionally into German, all that kind of stuff. That um, makes sense. Yeah, but I know once you're here legally. There is a, a dog tax or an animal tax that you have to pay, which mm-hmm. is not cheap. And then also you have to get insurance, uh, animal insurance or and again, uh, for, I know for a dog, you have to get dog insurance. I don't know about a cat, but um, but what do you think about getting an apartment? Um, I mean, Berlin generally is a very um, pet friendly city. I mean, you see dogs everywhere and a lot of people have cats. So I, I can't imagine that finding an apartment is going to be very difficult with a pet. Yeah. I mean, you, you will definitely not be priority at all. Like, um, probably not. You will be more at the bottom yeah. of the list because they would rather take, if, if everything else is the same, your income, whatever the same, and there's people without a dog and people with a dog, they'll choose people without a dog because it's less liability for them. But I know? think it's probably the same anywhere in the world, I, I would assume. Yeah. I mean, I know in Germany, legally, they can't deny you because you have a pet. But they could just say it was for a different reason. Exactly. Like, oh no, he didn't have a good enough job, or his uh, shufa was bad, or whatever. So, so I would say it decreases your chances. But yeah, I mean, I don't know where did she say she was moving to, but if it's Berlin, I know Berlin has a million dogs. So yeah, and yeah, and, I, and these people all have homes. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope that was helpful. Let's go to the uh, the next one, Jeff. Okay, so hey, it's me, the G. <laughs> Love these names. Says. Um, I've been really curious about studying in Germany for a degree in education. Nice. This is Alex's wheelhouse here. Big fan, the G. So uh, what do you guys think about the German public university system? You've mentioned it in the past, but if you guys have anything else you could share, it would be incredibly helpful. Now, full disclosure, never used, never used, been to a university in Germany and don't really have any close friends who have. I, I, I know people who did, but... I, I have very little information regarding that. Yeah, I also don't have much information about uh, public university in Germany. I, I know a lot of it. You have to you have to be speaking German. I don't think it's easy to do uh, in English. Well, there's a lot of master courses in English. Masters, I think, but I'm not sure if they're public. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Pub- they, they are. Okay. Remember, remember Eric, uh, the guy we just interviewed. That's what he's coming to do. Oh yeah, true. He's, he's okay. doing a free masters. Yeah. Um. So so I guess for. Masters, it's possible, but uh, for a bachelor's, I, I, for an undergrad, I'm not sure. I, I honestly don't know, um, and I don't want to give you any wrong information. Yeah, I mean, like we said, it's, they're of course they're very cheap. There's like a registration fee, and so but you're going to end up maybe paying 800 euro a year or something like. It's like I mean, you know, they're they're free, quote unquote. But like, there's a few uh, fees. But but I, what I do know about universities in Germany that they're not like universities in the U.S. Like there's there's not. Like a, a big dorms where everyone lives. There's not like a there's central no campus. There's no central campus. Usually, no. the the school is spread out all across the city with several little smaller campuses. And and, and you know, come to think of it, there 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 must be some actually in English because I remember Germany even did a, some kind of program of trying to get more Americans over to use universe system for yeah. free. So 
I, I'm sure there are ways you, you have to look into it. Yeah, I, I know for a fact when it comes to masters, there's they have a lot in English. Okay, but, but not you know, yeah, bachelors, non-masters. I have I have no idea. But sorry, I can't really give you more about that. But uh, and he also asked about. Um, oh yeah. Uh, he said, I'm also curious about the state system in Germany. I'm from California, so I'm pretty much only used to the 50. But you've mentioned Bavaria and the fact that Berlin is basically a city state. Uh, does it work similar to the American system? And it's, it took us a moment to kind of realize exactly what he was asking with this one. Yeah, uh, there, there are 16 German states, right? Yeah. Yeah. 17 if you count uh, Mallorca, which a lot of people do. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Sorry, you have to live here to get that joke out. <laughs> And, um, yeah, it is kind of different. They all kind of have their own, you know, state laws, also with the federal law, the old German law. Yeah. Um, they work to, together with the federal government. Like, for example, during the lockdown, uh, Angela Merkel met with all of the heads of state to decide what the lockdown was going to be. And yeah. they all had to agree together. But then also, like, for example, Bavaria had the uh, medical mask law before Berlin did, for example. Yeah, so each time... <clears throat> the federal government wants to do regulations, they have to meet with the states and the states have to approve, you know? Right. And then each state, and, and it also depends, like, because, you know, some states like Bavaria, their numbers were way higher. So, like, they needed, they needed to enforce more stricter measures than other places. And, right. And, uh, and, also, and also, like, in Berlin, for example, you have a lot of bars where you can smoke in. And I know in most other states in Germany, you can't have any smoking bars. True. Um, so there are definitely differences, I think, similar to the states. I, I don't think there's anything, like, I think it's pretty similar to how the system in the states works. Yeah, and, and culturally, very di like uh, it's like a it's like a ongoing thing where like Bavarians hate Berliners and Berliners hate Bavarians. Like, oh, yeah. like Bavarians are much more like what you'd think you see like in a movie what a German you know because like you know like only Bavarians do lederhosen and that doesn't exist anywhere else. And right. so like the, the the northern German states, the people have like Bavarians are much more religious and have a lot of more Catholic holidays which yes. they don't have in the north and. Um, we even talked about Christmas. Some some states they different from east to west. Some, some states the Christkind brings the presents, and some states they don't know who the Christkind is. It's uh, Saint Nicholas. Yeah, he brings him. Um, so yeah, so it's it's just like the states where each state has its own thing, and you know like um, what's the state where um, Rugen is in? Um, like they're known for like their 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 seafood, you know, whereas right. other states are not, and you know, so it's yeah, exactly, and uh, and then of course there's always the, the the rivals, especially with the with the soccer teams, the football teams. Sure. Um, so yeah, I think it's pretty similar to the uh, to the United States, just just you know a lot less of them. Yeah, and 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 you are correct when you mentioned yeah, Berlin is a city state. It is a city, but it's also its own state, right. and the entire state of berlin is surrounded by the state of brandenburg yeah it's a really weird setup yeah yeah so um it is a city state you are yeah. correct uh oh um so boss house uh 1997 <laughs> or, say, say that again, or boss 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 house or sorry it's in german boss house boss oz boss oz oh boss oz 1997 nice mm. boss oz 1997 here we go all right how this is a just for you, how hard was it to get a teaching position in Berlin? Um, Let us know. I would say if it, I would say it wasn't super difficult to be honest. Um, especially as a kindergarten teacher, there are a lot of kindergartens that need teachers in all of Germany, but even especially Berlin. So there are a lot of open positions. It's just um, yeah, and, and there are also a lot of international schools as well that need teachers. Mm. 
And if you have a degree, it's even better because, um, so I have a bachelor's, for example, in early childhood education and in psychology. And um, you don't need to have a bachelor's as a German to be a kindergarten teacher. It's more of a training. Mm -hmm. Um, So actually, you actually have a little bit overqualification in terms of like, you know, bachelor's, not bachelor's. But then at the same time, you still do need to get the training to become a certified teacher in Berlin, for example. Um, and again, with the state thing, I'm certified now in Berlin, but I can't teach in Hamburg or in Bavaria or anywhere else. Yeah. And that's a good example <clears throat> of the states being very different because exactly. my girlfriend is German. She got certified. Uh, she, um, what's the word? Got educated in, um, in uh, early childhood development and all that kind of stuff in a different state. And when she came to Berlin, they said, oh, this doesn't mean anything. You have to do new classes and everything. Like, like, right. it, like it's not recognized, like from one state to the next, even though it's the same country, the, the education is not recognized for some reason. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I would say like my, my school, we're always hiring people like all the time. Um, and yeah, you see it posts everywhere for other schools. So I think finding a job is, in early childhood at least, is not super difficult, but I think, and I think it's similar in schools as well. There are yeah. a lot of international schools. Uh, I would say, though, um, it will be a journey once you get the job to become a certified teacher. And that means, you know, learning German, doing uh, a bunch of classes on your either during work time or after work time, whenever you know you can to get a certain amount of hours after meeting with the Senate. It's, 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 it is a long process, um, but I wouldn't say it's, it's super difficult. If I can do it, anyone can do it. Yeah. And real quick, like what was what was your journey? Uh, how did you get a job? Uh, I moved here and then... Um, but you moved here because you knew there was a job waiting for you? No, no I, I had no job set up. I, okay. didn't, I didn't even know how to search for a job. I just... Uh, yeah, and then I just started Googling international schools Berlin. And then I just started emailing a bunch of them. And I had like four interviews in like two weeks. Didn't you have a friend working at the... I thought your friend called you and said she had, they had a, she had a job for you at no, the school. No, no, I found that online. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah, I had a bunch of interviews at a bunch of schools. So it's definitely, um, I would say if you are a teacher, it's probably one of the easier jobs to, to find in, in Berlin. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, Alex arrived in Germany completely unprepared for anything. And so if he got a job, you can do it too. Yeah, if you're asking this question and listening to this podcast, you're doing way more work than <laughs> I did. So like I said, if, if I can figure it out, then you, uh, who asked this question again? Uh, Boz Oz 97 can definitely do it too. Maybe in Boss Oz. Boss, Boss Oz. <laughs> um, yeah, next question from Borgon Halushas. I'm going to say That could be Lucas at the end. So oh, it'll be Borgon Ha. Borgen, Borgen ha, Lucas. Borgen ha, Lucas. Uh, have you ever been to Brazil and have you tried Kachaka before? Um, no and no, unfortunately. Also no and no. I, <laughs> okay. right, right before I actually looked it up, it is a um, it's an alcoholic drink of fermented sugar cane. Ooh, that sounds good. So, but so no, I have never, I would remember that. And no, I've, um, South America, I haven't been, unfortunately, anywhere in South Me America. Neither. The furthest I went was um, El Salvador in Central America, but South America, Jeff, nothing. Because Jeff, you won't see us actually half El Salvadorian, El Salvadoranian. Yes. Yes. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately not. I would love to go to Brazil, but just haven't made it that way. Yeah. But send us a bottle. We'll try it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it, won't, um, it won't get through customs, but. <laughs> uh, next one. Oh, um, Wendy Denise, uh, 009, is asking, I'm not sure if you guys have touched on this yet, but how do we prepare our resumes to be considered appropriate in Germany? 
Uh, I'm a recruiter in the U.S., so I'm curious for when I start applying in the future. That's so a really good question. Basically, asking like, is the format in Germany different than the U.S.? And the answer yeah. is yes. It is. It is different. And uh, so. I, yeah, I, I like that question. It's pretty yeah. important because I didn't know either. I didn't really ask around because I think the first resume I sent out was not the German format, and then I asked my friend because I didn't even think about it, and she's like, "Dude, this is so wrong. Like, fix all of this." Yeah. So I had to change everything. Um, yeah, and, Jeff. And, and you can Google. I mean, there's, there's, we won't go through everything because there's so many templates online and stuff you can find. Right. But just some rough information, you know, in, in Europe, a resume is called a CV. So if people are asking you for a CV. That's what that is. That's what that is. Um, and one of the main differences from the US is that usually you uh, include a picture with it. Right. Which is odd. I don't like I, that. I don't agree with that. I, I think it can add to a lot of discrimination. And sure. And they're legally not allowed to discriminate because of the picture, but. Right. But you still put it there. Yeah. So clearly there's a yeah. reason. But, but just to be fair, uh, just so you know, like pictures are not required. It's just most Germans, I'd say 80% of resumes, they include a picture. Yes. Yes. And in, in the top right corner, a professional pic, not like a selfie of you in your bathroom, but a professional picture. Um, <laughs> but if, if you want to do a selfie in your bathroom, maybe, you know, some jobs might appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> and, and one tip, um, and this is my opinion, and I've I had a few other people over the years tell me it as well. Like, if you're not applying for a job in German, if you're applying for a job in which you're going to be speaking English, write your CV in English. Because if you do the mm -hmm. whole thing in German, they will get the impression that you are fluent in German. And then when you show up, they will be disappointed. You know what I mean? So. Uh, don't try to fake that you're fluent in German. Like it's it's if you're applying for a, jo a job at an international company, it's fine to just do it in English, not to give any false uh, impressions um, with that. And and you know in Germany, like they really want the CV to be as short as possible. They want it to be uh, neat, clean, like no colors, no graphics, no like really they, like Germans love stuff straight to the point. No you know? no word art. Yeah. As fun as it is. Um, yeah, and usually like a maximum of two to three pages, but I think keeping yeah. it at one is always the best if possible. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, if you could fit everything. If yeah. you could fit everything, yeah. Yeah. And then there's um, there are following sections in this order, Jeff. So your personal data, so your name, address, phone number, and email. Sure. Um, they can't require your race, marital status, status, amount of children, all of that. Um, but some Germans do include this. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen some CVs where they say married, two children, and it's like that information should not matter. Yeah, yeah so I don't even But you don't, have to, you don't have to bother. Yeah. No. And then, of course, work experience, education, skills. And then so, sometimes also have, you can uh, you add hobbies as well, like a few little things you're into. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. And the section I add at the very end is uh, a language section where basically I say, I'll say uh, English, um, you know, mother tongue or native. Na native, you know, and then my level of German, you know, German uh, A2 or German B1, whatever you're, like, you're right. it's good for them to know. Like, Absolutely. Like, oh, okay. He, he, he knows a little bit. He can, he could answer an email or he knows enough. To right. Because they, they, they are, they are going to ask that. Of course they are. Even sure. if it's an English speaking company, they're probably going to ask what's yeah. your German level. Yeah. So if you're an expat, that's a good extra section at the end. If yeah. You, if you can. Yeah, exactly. So but yeah, yeah CV. Um, there's a bunch of templates online you can find. Clean, simple, to the point. Uh, very stereotypical German. And also with work experience, they like it to go in reverse. So like your most current job to your oldest job. So it should start with, you know, jobs in 2020, then 2019, 18, you know, like backwards, yeah. you know. Because yeah. I know in the U.S. sometimes people, they turn in CVs where it goes the other way. It's like, 
you know, the job I did in 2005, then you, you build up to... Which kind of makes more sense, I think, to have your most recent at the top. Sure, yeah. Because what did you do last? Okay, cool. What was it before that? And then you kind of go all the way down. Exactly. Like, I, I don't care if you were a waiter 20, <laughs> 20 years ago. 20 years yeah, ago. That's exactly. not helpful to me right now. Um, yeah. That's the way to make coffee then. True. <laughs> if you're an intern, maybe. Uh, the next one is from Brittany. And she wrote, Hi. I've been listening to your podcast and love it. I was wondering how much money do you recommend someone saves up before moving to Germany from the U.S.? They're from Texas. My wife and I are planning to move to Germany in one year and want to make sure we are covering all of our bases. We will both be attending graduate school while there. Um, We did clarify with them that basically they want to know how much money should two people have to live off per month for rent, food, Etc. in Germany. Yeah, because they mentioned like, because I think she said she was going to university and she mentioned a certain amount of money she'd be earning. Right. And it was basically saying like, A, is this enough? Like, what's the what's the average amount you should have per month to live in Germany? And, you know, it's a hard question to answer because it really depends on, well, which city are you in? Because, of course, if you're in Berlin versus Munich, huge difference in rent prices. Huge. If living in a village or a city, also huge difference. Yeah. Um, if, they're, if they're attending grad school, I'm assuming it's some kind of city. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, that makes, some kind of city. Some yeah. kind of city that probably makes the most sense. I don't think they're kind of at a suburban university. <laughs> uh, to be fair, my university was suburban, so. That um, is a thing. It, 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 it is a thing. It, 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 it can't happen. Um but let's just say like Berlin, it's a big city. Yeah, um, actually, yeah, we'll just, we're going to talk Berlin and you can take that information however you want. Like, right. Because that's what we know. So we'll say for Berlin. Yeah. And I would say for Berlin, for one, let's say one person a month. It, it also, it varies on what kind of quality of life you want. You know what I mean? Are you willing to live in a closet and just eat pasta every day? Or do you want to live? But let's, let's, I guess let's do it in between like for, you know. Yeah. Let's do like... um you go out for beers like once a week at a bar. You go out for dinner like once or twice a week. You know, when when you're allowed to, you know, back well, Yeah, when you're allowed to and um and 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 also rent. So, I would say you can you can be fine on like 1500 a month. Yeah, and I would say even less uh, cuz currently I spend about like 1000 a month or something like that, yeah. you know. So, I'd say between 1000 and 1500 per person. You are you're not you're not like living a poverty level. You're doing fine. Yeah. You have some extra money to take care of. Yeah, some fun stuff on the side. And, um, but but yeah, if you really want to have a good time and have a higher quality apartment, it's gonna be more like two grand per person. But yeah, and and also keep in mind like the average. Um, I mean, around the average wage in Berlin is I think three thousand five hundred a month before taxes, which winds up being two thousand. 300 400 a month after taxes mm. so like most people are the average is you're living off a little over 2000 a month anyways um because wages aren't that high here well yeah but it, it's also because like food and everything is so cheap here right exactly so to a lot of you maybe too that sounds like very little but we're talking with that amount of money you can live very that's com- that's super middle class very comfortably yeah you're very. fine so um, yeah I w- yeah i would say like yeah 1500 let's say it, you could do a thousand a month but you always want to have a little a little barrier like I, I lived for three months by myself, and I was spending three fifty on rent. I think at the time and for a room or for 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 a room, just a yeah. room. And um, yeah, yeah, actually, for an example, uh, so I because she's she's gonna live with her wife, right? So 
there's two of them, so they'll be right. sharing an apartment. So me and my girlfriend, we each pay about five hundred a month. So what do you what do you get? What do you, what do you pay? Uh, what do uh, you, yeah, probably yeah, around the around that. As okay, well. so that's Berlin. So and that'll change a little bit depending if it's she's talking about Hamburg or Munich or wherever. But right. that's roughly what for for rent what you'd expect per person. Yeah. So they fifteen hundred a month spend a thousand or spend five hundred on rent and then you have a thousand for your phone bill or then yeah. going out whatever you but want. Yeah, it's like but you can also have it could be two hundred dollars uh two hundred euro a month for your health insurance plus your phone is thirty dollars a month, your internet's another thirty dollars a month. You know True. Like, that all adds up. Especially you know? if you're a student you have to pay for your own health insurance, I'm assuming. Yeah. I'm not sure how that works. Yeah, plus phone, internet, um, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, fifteen hundred euro you're very fine per person. You'll, you'll be all right in Berlin. Yeah. In, in Berlin, at least. I'm, I, give or take other cities. In Munich, maybe in not Munich, so much. In Munich, probably a lot more because it's very expensive there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think Hamburg is around the same-ish economically. Um, more expensive than Berlin. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's on the higher higher end, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that's Berlin then. Yeah. All right. Take, Next question. Take what you can. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, so Skateboard48 nice. is asking... Just a curiosity, as a New Englander myself, nice. We're with a fellow New Englander, big fan, and just for, so everyone knows who maybe European. New England is a section of the U.S. which has a few states in it, up in the northeastern quadrant, of including the, of Maine, the US. Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and Connecticut. There you go. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, so he's asking. Um, I am a snob when it comes to seafood because let's face it, oh, no, it, oh. no one. Rise can compete. No, or I think he's trying to say no one can compete with New England. Um, that being said, have you tried German seafood and is it as butchered as it sounds? <laughs> now, first of all, we have for sure tried German seafood because we've been here for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, lo- I love this question. Uh, as a New Englander myself as well, I am also a bit snobby when it comes to some seafood, especially shellfish. And if you want shellfish, um, you're going to be hard pressed to find it here. Uh, it's not a big thing here. We're not on the Atlantic. Um, it just doesn't really exist. You can get it. I've, I've had, um, there's a restaurant near me. I've had mussels a few times and they were decent, pretty, pretty decent. Not, you know, fresh from the boat onto your plate. Good. But you know, they were, they were, they were decent. And in terms of fish, um, in Berlin, at least there are a few fresh fish markets. Mm. Um, but they're rare, but but they're rare. And I rarely order fish at a restaurant, but up North, it's a whole different type of seafood than you, than you'll be used to in New England. It's still really good seafood though. It's very, very good seafood. But you really have to go to the, to the coast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Up North. If you're in, uh, if you're in Hamburg or you're in, um, other places. Yeah. Or in in Rugen, the island of Rugen. Yeah. That area. Um, Rostock, any of these areas, you're gonna yeah. have really, really delicious seafood. Uh, fish brochin, which is fish on a little bread, doesn't sound that fancy, and it's really not that fancy. It's kind of like a street food, um, but they have like assortment of all these different types of fishes that are smoked or cooked or whatever. Yeah, every restaurant I went to, I mean, out of ten of the entrees, nine of them were fish related. You exactly. Know what I mean? just... So um, fish is not butchered as it sounds. It just well, Berlin, it, it it can be, yeah. but uh, up north, the, the seafood here is is top. It's really good. Yeah, but I'd say like. Once you get more than an hour inland from the coast, then it is butchered. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it doesn't go that it doesn't go that far because Berlin isn't in the grand scheme of things not that far from the coast if you compared it to other. No, places. it's about a three hour drive. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, we are in the northern part of Germany, but even at our location, we're right. not we're not getting a lot of fresh seafood. And it's not like I said, you, you can find it. It's it's possible to find. It. I have had good seafood in Berlin, um, but 
it's just not something I, I I just order or trust very much. Like I had I, I ate a lot of sushi though. So yeah, yeah. But it's funny because this weekend on the snow day, me and my girlfriend are walking not far from our place, and in this back corner we found uh, a seafood market, which apparently has been there forever, and we've never gone oh, nice. in, gone into. And it was just full of just they're getting like fresh uh, seafood daily delivered, and it was just literally like twenty different kinds of of just shrimp and this many different kinds of lobster you got the octopus you got like it was it was amazing but so you have to really know where to go yep there's also one near me as well so they, they do exist um just don't expect to find you know as a new englander you'll know what i mean you're not going to find any stuffies you're not going to find clam rolls you're not going to find all of this um amazing yeah, yeah um shellfish food but you know there, there is good fish yeah and i'm also because from california also it's like every restaurant you went to had a beautiful fresh fish you know right. so i'm really used to it as well so it's it's it's, it's rough uh, but you get used to it i guess you, you do get used to it but um we, we just did an interview last night um on um an american in berlin podcast and he asked what we missed the most. And I said, oh, yeah, sure. I, I, said yeah. I really miss the seafood. <laughs> so expect to, um, you're not going to replace that. It's, no. it's impossible to replace. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next question is Matt in Arlington. Uh, any interest in doing an episode in German? Maybe you guys should go as guests on Easy German. It would be really interesting for me as a German language learner to hear your proficiency. Um, He's not the first person who said that. But I, honestly, the, the simple answer is no, just because our listeners don't speak German. So we, it would make no sense to do an, an episode in German because our, our core audience are people who have not moved to Germany yet but want to or people who've just arrived in Germany and their fluency is not yeah. anywhere near. So I'll, I'll say that das können wir machen, aber für unsere Zuhörer es macht gar keinen Sinn. Yeah, genau. Nice. <laughs> Um, um, so but, there you go. Hey, but, hey, there's, there's a little yeah. snippet of my of my really accented German. But you mentioned, you mentioned Easy German. We've actually have not been invited to be on Easy German. Um, we, we had a very nice interview with... Um, Carrie, she was on our show. Kadi. Kadi, sorry. Kadi was on our show. Um, but that was such a long time ago. And then the pandemic really hit. And so we because we were supposed to meet up with her after that for, sure, we, for we a We did drink, talk about it. But um, we, we weren't able to do it. So, But may, may, maybe, in the, maybe in the future we can do that. Yeah, I, I'd like to do that. I like Easy German. They're really nice over there. Oh, God. Yeah, they're so they're nice. super sweet people. Yeah. So the next question is from, uh, I think, Arik? Arik? Arik, maybe? Yeah. Arik? Yeah. Um, and here is here it is. Uh, I would love for Alex to talk about what it's like specifically being Jewish and living in Germany. Good mm, question. That is, that is a good question. Uh, during the holiday episode, you skipped over Hanukkah. <laughs> Such a son of a... I know, I wow. did. I did skip over Hanukkah. And I would love to know about um, holidays, but also just know... Um, how it is in general. In my experience visiting here, Germany, over the last few years, people are often a bit shocked at first to meet someone Jewish. Uh, hmm, I don't know if, if, you've, if you've encountered that, but we'll find out. Uh, I'm guessing that that's less true in Berlin. I uh, would love to hear about food, culture, people's responses, whatever. Yeah, th thanks, Adik. This, this is actually a really interesting question. Um, yeah, so being Jewish in Berlin, obviously there are not a lot of Jews in Germany generally. Mm. Uh, there are more in Berlin, mostly Israelis. Are a lot of Isra There's a big Israeli culture here. Um, so there are a lot of Israeli restaurants, not a lot, but there are a decent amount of Israeli restaurants out there, which is mm -hmm. pretty cool. Um, people are definitely, I have, I think all of my German friends, I'm the only Jew they've ever met. Not even like the only Jewish friend. Like a lot of times, I'm the first Jewish person they ever met, and they're like oh, 30 years old or whatever. Mm. So it's definitely like a more of a unique thing because they just don't exist here. So 
growing up in the states especially in new england there are a lot of jews like it's covered in jews were everywhere um so like growing up everyone always knew about my traditions and culture and holidays and all these things where here i'd explain a lot of things like what is hanukkah where most americans would know at least where i'm from here or they, they would know like the very basics the very basics yeah, yeah. of it where here I, I really have to explain like what hanukkah is and um and then a lot of times if i don't know the answer because i'm not a really practicing jew uh, I don't know the answer to something. They kind of like, well, I thought you were Jewish, shouldn't you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I mean, probably, but um, yeah, it's definitely like, I, I wouldn't say a shock, but people are definitely interested in a genuine interest, not in a rude way, in a really genuine, hmm. I've never met someone like this. Um, I'd like to know more. So I think it's kind of cool. I think it's kind of fun to, uh, to share that with people so they can understand a little bit more about what it is to be uh, Jewish. Um in terms of food and culture, um, like I said, there are a lot of Israeli restaurants. And There's synagogues in Berlin, of course. There are a few synagogues in Berlin and a few Jewish schools. Unfortunately, they all have to be covered by guards. There's always guards 24-7 in front of the Jewish school. And not private, they're police. Like they're a, police, publicly funded police that have to be in front of all the synagogues and, and, and also, um, the Jewish schools. Jewish, uh, even Jewish bookstores. Like I found this out mm. years ago. There was a... Uh, place I was working and on the on the walk there's a bookstore and every day day or night rain or shine there was one police officer standing there always and I was and I was like why is he standing from this bookstore and then I mm -hmm. had to look it up and he's like yeah basically um, kind of as a sorry for the Holocaust uh, they they've placed a Berlin police officer in front of every, any anything Jewish re, Jewish related basically yeah um, it's, it's also for a, a, a security thing too there, I mean there is still anti-Semitism here, just like anywhere else in the world, unfortunately. Sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I wouldn't say I've, I felt more of it or less of it than in anywhere else. Um, but of course, it's still there. And, and, and of course, Germany is going to be extra cautious with that. Um, so yeah, those exist. Um, I have found only one good bagel place here. And it's owned by an American from New York. I'm not sure if they're Jewish or not, but based on how good these bagels are, I'm assuming that he or she is. So um, if you're in Berlin and you want to know what that place is called, send me a message and I'll let you know. It's awesome. Like, it's so nice to have some good bagels. <laughs> yeah. There's not, that's also one of the foods I really miss is bagels. There, there's really not a lot of bagel shops in Berlin, too. So no. you really got to go out of your way to find a good one. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times they, they think like bread with a hole in the middle is a bagel. That's not what a bagel is. It's much more nuanced than that. I mean, a bagel is bread with a hole in the middle, but there's more than to it than that. That's, that's there's not, a lot more to it's it. It's not the definition you gotta of it. you got to boil it. It's right. got to the right water. And mm -hmm. There's a lot to do with it. And um, at the Brandenburg Tor, every Brandenburg Gate, every year during Hanukkah, they always have a giant uh, Hanukkah up or, or a menorah up, yeah, which is sure. really cool. So I yeah. really appreciate that to show like it's a Christmas country, of course, but Berlin's also showing a little bit of you know like a little a little Jewish pride there, and it definitely is a community here. Um, yeah, it's got honestly, it's, it's kind of cool being uh, Jewish here because it, it's I've actually connected a bit more with being Jewish since I moved mm. because it's more of a unique thing and people ask me questions and I want to know the answers to it and uh, so I've actually kind of reconnected a bit more back to like back to like my you know my Hebrew school days when I was like 12 right and I have a friend just to throw in my little bit who's Jewish and he's from Israel and he's relayed to me that um, he's had a lot of specific instances which he's going he's gone on dates with people and they immediately kind of have this anti- Israeli uh, stance, yeah. you know what I mean? Like not yeah, yeah. not anti-Semitic, but just 
that's a, that's usually a thin veiling for anti-Semitism. Uh, yeah, I know, but, but I, that's again, I don't want to. I wasn't there, so I don't want to speak for them. But mm. uh, so I can't say much more about that. But 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 that's that's. But he he has relayed to me that that has been a common kind of occurrence. So take with that what what you will. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, so that's that's it is what it is. Yeah, I, th- I think we get that a lot. I think as Jews generally, you're like, oh yeah, you know, Tanika soon, and people just come out of nowhere like, what they're doing to Palestine is a Holocaust again. It's like, oh, I just said it's Hanukkah soon, man. I'm not talking yeah. about anything political here. <laughs> also, you're like, I'm not from Israel. Like, I'm not Israeli. I'm, from the States. I'm Jewish, but I'm from the U.S. So I'm sorry. Say to light some candles. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, thanks for that question. I, I like that a lot. Um, next question from Ayuko, Aiko. Aiko. Yeah. I like that name too. Me too. I found Berlin to be a rare city that actually supports families, and I was fascinated. I mean, a beer garden next to a park that sits on a canal? Come on. That would never <laughs> fly in the States. You can be an adult and be present with your children at the same time? Brilliant. And since Alex works with small children, we'd just love to hear your take on things, though I know you are not parents yourselves. We are not. We, we are not parents. Yeah. Full disclosure, neither of us has as a child. So. No. Um, but yeah, it's true. Berlin is definitely a crazy family. I mean, Germany generally is a super family-friendly country. Absolutely. And like the area I live in, in Prenzlauerberg, you can't walk 10 steps without seeing somebody oh, yeah. pushing a pram or, you know, like a, 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 a what's the word? A thing with the baby sits on a pram. Yeah. No, but pram, that's like a British word. Carriage. Yeah. A carriage. Push cart. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no. That's totally blanking on me right now. A uh, carriage. No. That's baby all. carriage. No. Baby carriage. Baby carriage is really old school. No, the. Yo, stroller. Baby stroller. Stroller, stroller. Is the word. Oh my god, sorry guys. Baby stroller. <laughs> um but yeah, but I think it is like and again, we we have no kids, but just from my experience, I've had several occasions where we've met a, a group of people at a park and we're all drinking beer and even the, you know, the friends with the baby showed up and no problem. They just have the baby sitting there in the in the stroller, and they can chill and uh, and hang out just with everyone else, you know. Like uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then even you know, if you are a parent in in Germany, you get Elterngeld, uh, which is money as a uh, it's called a, a parents' geld, parents' money. So you get money from the government as parents. You also get Kindergeld, which is money from the government if you have kids. Excuse well, me. if you're so, a parent and you have kids, yeah, but some of them are different. One is for the oh, kid, one's right. for like they're, they're, they're different, but yeah, yeah it's the same I kind think of thing. The kindergeld is that's the one for it's to, the purpose is to actually help you pay for clothes and diapers, diapers and, and yeah, you actually you get rec- that until you're tw- 22 or something like that. Or I thought like, it was 18 or 21 or something, maybe 21, but you yeah. actually get it pretty long. Um, anyway, and, so the, and how the much is it roughly? You. Do you know, I think it's like two, three hundred a month, something like that. Which is crazy because other countries you don't get any you money get to help you buy anything. Yeah, you you have a year of paternity of paternity leave. Uh, every child has a right to a kindergarten spot, and then, like you said, yeah, um, there are many beer gardens that have playgrounds in them, or one of my favorite rooftop bars, a really cool. Uh, big rooftop and it's like full of wood it's really beautiful and then right in the middle is a big sand sandbox for the kids <laughs> um yeah and like like jeff just said you know you have people um yeah hanging out at the park having some beers doing whatever playing games and people bring their kids along it's not a problem uh it's 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 definitely a very family friendly city and like jeff how often when you walk through the city do you walk past the playground oh every yeah two seconds yeah it's like there's so many i mean uh you know my girlfriend who works with you yeah at least back in the day when you could actually go outside and do stuff. Uh, it was like every week she was taking her kids to 
a new playground and literally it was like I'm like every week it was a new playground you know there's just exactly so, there are so many playgrounds around Berlin and some of them are really elaborate they're and really, huge yeah. and, and they're pretty well upkept as well yeah um, so yeah definitely Berlin is definitely a city that is super supportive and I, in, my, in my opinion if you want to have kids and live in a big city it's a really good like both worlds I know a lot of people would rather live in the suburbs you know which makes sense if you have kids but if you're going to live in a city and you have kids, I think Berlin is one of the best cities to do that in. Yeah. I mean, you know, I haven't lived as an adult in many other cities, so I can't really. Maybe there's better cities. I have no idea. So, maybe yeah. there is. But um, yeah. And in, in, in my experience, also as, as an educator. Yeah. Um, but everything. And, and everything the, you, the, sorry. Sorry. Also, the, the curriculum here for early childhood is fantastic. In my opinion, much better than the States. Um, I can talk about that more on another day. Um, but yeah, it's definitely family friendly Absolutely. for sure. For sure. Agreed. Uh, yeah. So I think maybe that's a place to stop. That is a place to stop. I think we have a few more, but we're out of, we're, we're out of time and, um, we'll put those on, uh, maybe if we would do a Q and a number two, we'll see what we'll happens. Do Q number two. Yeah. Uh, please. Uh, if you guys enjoyed this, um, send us in some more questions. We'll, we'll, we'll gather them up and then we'll answer them again. Um, on air again and you can also ask us questions that we can answer right away like we do a lot of privately, times privately privately yeah, which too. we do all the time yeah, exactly. which we do anyway so uh, don't think we're only getting questions and then ghosting you you know we'll, we'll get the questions we'll answer you but then we'll put them on the air as well yeah. if that's okay um, but yeah give, give me um, one last splash of this whiskey so I can remind myself what's going on and then we will figure things out yes You drank a lot more than this than I did. Is that indicative of how much you like this? I don't know. Or I just have a problem when you don't. I don't know. I mean, did, we, did, did, you, did you not like it? Or? I, I like it a lot, but I'm wondering yeah. how much you like it. Mm, let's see. I really like it. I think it's really good for the price. I'll be honest. When you said how much flavor it has in the beginning, I didn't quite know what you meant because I think it's actually lack. It's not, really? there's not much going on here. It's pretty dull flavor wise. I, I don't find that at all. Yeah. Um, but I mean, when I say dull, having said that, this is a beautiful whiskey. It tastes really good. And for, if you said it was 27 euro, a very fine, very good Japanese whiskey. Um, but I would say the other Japanese whiskeys we've had are all better than this one. The Nika from the barrel, uh, Santori were all better than this. Um, they're, they're also very different than this one. This one, uh, has definitely more of a sweeter flavor than the other ones did. And this one also, it has little to no burn at all. Uh, it's, it, it is it, very it, smooth, it maybe go, to a fault. It goes oh. away really quickly. I would say, you know, you, you swallow know it. and It's kind of gone. I'm sorry. I lied. This bottle is 40 euro. Mm. I lied. I'm sorry. I just checked. Ooh, okay. I just checked. Then my ratings going to go down because they're 40 euro. I don't think this is worth 40 euro. I'll be honest. I I I disagree. I I think it is worth 40 euro. Nice. Uh, it's it's a seven for me. It's a solid seven. This is one of the few times where I think we're really differing in opinions yeah. here. I really like this one. Um, I think it's really good. I'm gonna give it. A, I'm, I'm giving it a solid eight. Eight, nice. No, I, I think it's it's fine that we have a differing opinion. Like no problem. You know, um, I just for me again. It's a very good whiskey. I can I just I can buy better whiskeys for forty euro. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I guess, at twenty seven euro, right. I I would have given it an eight if it was twenty seven euro, but forty euro. Yeah, I guess you're right. For forty euro, you you can definitely get a better whiskey than this, but um, it does lack a bit of a burn. It's, it is missing something, mm. but the flavor that it that it gives me personally, I really really like the flavor of it. Full disclosure, guys. 
because we might actually have a change of flavor here. This um, whiskey was sitting in a um, what we call a pack station in Germany, which is kind of like a, oh, a DHL pickup station, uh, sitting waiting for me to pick it up for two days in like <laughs> negative one, negative two degree temperatures, where it was quite cold for two days. I'm sure that the temperature affects the the taste of it. Now it could have. But when I'm holding the bottle right now, it's still kind of cold. Yeah. So it could have, it could I, I can imagine it. the coldness can dull some burn. Mm. I don't know why. I'm not a scientist, but I'm just imagining that in my head. Let's just say it most likely it affected it in some way. How much? Don't know idea. So take, take that as you will. Um, so either so, way. Sorry to the Enzo people. If that is in fact affecting the flavor, I'm very sorry. But I still really like the whiskey. Uh, seven out of ten. Seven, eight out of ten. And also uh, with, with, with the packaging... Because I love the bottle. Beautiful bottle. It's like a 10 out of 10. Cause the Beautiful is great. Bottle. Yeah. Packaging, 10 out of 10. Love the bottle. Um, yeah, that's it. All right. We're well, done. Everybody. Um, we age your cues. St- stay safe and, uh, you know. Stay healthy and stay thirsty. Here we go. Cheers. Cheers.